big beard. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um, Get away. Okay, This is only practicum. I haven't even started the actual internship portion okay. yet. So practicum is 100 hours. Internship is 600 hours. Okay. Yes. So I have to get 100 hours in 10 weeks, which isn't bad yes. because, no, it's not that bad. Especially with me being there every single day for a full day. Um, so that part's not bad. But it's just like, it's really pushing myself and it's really making me grow as a counselor, which I guess is good. No, that's good. But it's also uncomfortable. Of course, girl, yeah. it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, so that part has been a little a little difficult. I've just been trying to, like, manage the process and make sure that I'm putting forth my best foot, especially because, like, I'm working with students, mm-hmm. and I don't want to, yeah. like, I, I'm not, I don't look at them as, like, test dummies or anything I mean, it's a like big that. responsibility. Yeah, yeah, so I want to be able to still be, like, put forth my best foot and be able to help them and impart wisdom on them. So this like was that. my, yesterday was my first time that I had, like, a, um, that I had, <laughs> whoa, what was that? Okay. That was good. Anyways, yesterday was the first time that I had one of my recordings looked at and they had to, like, oh, yeah. They critiqued it? Oh, how was that? That was cool. Um, they gave me some good critiques. I feel like, um, I feel like my style of counseling really came out, which was good. Um, there were some things that I knew that I would have to fix, but it wasn't anything major. It wasn't like they were like, "You suck!" Like this was terrible. They were like, "This was really good. Just tweak these couple of things." Oh, that's so good. yeah, so that made me feel good. Like I did good with my session. Um, I also realized like that I'm I know that I'm an anxious person but I saw it in the way that I counseled because my student was anxious and talking 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 and so then I started like so we were both just like talking jazz (laughs) so it was just that was kind of like funny to to see in action and they were like it was moving really fast I was (laughs) like yeah that's probably because I'm anxious as well so I'm gonna have to consciously like slow things down but yeah that's i love that for you that you're growing in your career that's beautiful thank you how about you you know i so i just came back from new york yeah well i won't say just like two days ago i came back from new york me and natalie Mm -hmm. i was originally going because of a brand partnership and natalie um thankfully could tag along with me and i'm so happy she was able to come because I definitely needed the support, but it was really fun to just really explore New York. And biggest highlight of this year. I got, That's pretty big. I mean, it's huge. I was in living history. I got to see Serena Williams That's so awesome. play in person for her last match. That is amazing. Is that not wild? That's amazing. That's wild. How was she? Was it amazing? It was so... I could hear her grunts. Oh, my goodness. It was cool. I heard... I I listened to the friend zone. Yeah. And um, Dustin was there, and he was saying how... (laughs) 
he wants to like cheer because yeah. of how loud the grunts are but he was like I learned from my last time that I just gotta kind of like be quiet mm-hmm. and sit there and just be chill that's kind of hard that's kind of like why I don't like golf because it's like dang I didn't realize how much of a quiet sport it was um, but yeah. I get it because they're focused mm-hmm. but um yeah it was real quiet I did not expect it to be like that yeah I didn't know that it was like that either yeah and then they'll they'll be quick to be like all right y'all hush sit in your seats they don't want any what? distractions either with people walking around. What? Yeah, so it was it was a lot. Oh, that's interesting. It was a lot, but it was so. I think I might like tennis. Really? Yeah, it was so fun to watch. Oh, that's. And great. I don't like any other sport. I don't like baseball or. You don't well, like watching them. I don't like watching them. Okay. Other than like boxing. You don't like watching tennis. basketball. Mm-hmm. Really? Like I don't want to watch people run up and down the court. <laughs> I feel you. I don't like watching football. I hate watching. I hate watching football even more. Yeah, that's the worst. It's like just watching people tackle each other and throw the ball back and forth. No, thank no, you. Thank and you. then it's kind of like math. You gotta know like <laughs> first down. Right. Like, <laughs> I just be watching everybody else. Like, what am I supposed to be cheering for? Yeah. No, I don't have time for that. In baseball, I just go for the vibes. And yeah. The vibes along. Oh, it's all for the vibes. Yeah. Give me a knock. Uh, call it a glizzy. <laughs> Jared messed me up. A hot dog. A hot. Give me a hot dog and some drinks. That's what they call it. It's a glizzy. No one calls it that, Kayla. People do. I have never heard that before, Jared. I've heard people call it glizzy. Where the heck did that? Is that Chicago? I think that's a Chicago thing. Is that Chicago? That's that has to be a glizzy. No. Okay. I don't know where that comes from, but I've heard people call it a glizzy before. What I hear glizzy is not a good term. No, it's not. It's like you're quick to be like glizzy gobbler. <laughs> what does that mean? Whatever it is, I know it's not good. That's not positive <laughs> at all. But anyways, yeah. So, so I like tennis. That's good. I think I might try to take it up as a sport too. Oh, you can play with Ariel. Ariel, be trying you play to play tennis. I have two rackets in my trunk. Oh! Okay, you have you have to teach me. You have to teach me. So Ariel tries to But teach it seems like such a good workout, man. Oh it is. You're gonna be running back and forth alright. See I'm gonna work out. Let's do that. I need something. I'll go and catch the balls. That's what I was trying to convince Ariel the first time. <laughs> I was like, let me just run too. and catch the balls and I'll give them back. Have you seen them? They spread. Yeah. That's they a workout, Kayla. I'll do that. But I don't like playing tennis. I don't enjoy it. I think I'm scarred from from my childhood, we used to have to play tennis, the two sports, tennis, softball, actually three, tennis, softball, and kickball. Mm-hmm. I used to have to play at summer camp, okay. and they would force us to play, and it would be so hot out there, especially mm-hmm. sitting like on the tennis court yeah. with that sun, that sun. radiating. Mm-hmm. I just could not do it. And so ever since then, whenever people bring up playing tennis, I'm like, oh, you're really scarred? Yeah, like I have a mental scar about it. Okay. I just can't. It's okay. Mm. But I will be there for moral support. Just okay. to, to okay, run out. I'll, I'll, you can run again. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. What else did you like about New York? Um, I met some really dope people. Oh, that's good. I met some really, really dope people. Even from the, the first night that I was there, I met these two uh, girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They were phenomenal. Aww. Yeah, one of them was a Peloton instructor. Oh, cool. Isn't that really cool? That is cool. I don't know much about Peloton, but when I saw her, I was like, maybe I should get into Peloton. Yeah, my dad and my stepmom have one. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty They're cool. really cool, actually. Yeah. I feel like that's a good thing to have as a workout because they have the built-in workouts oh, on right, there. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think I need one of those things. But, um, yeah, they were really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just really cool just to be there with Natalie and to walk around and stuff. We almost got kidnapped, but it's okay. What? Yeah, we were we were uh, in front of the New York Public Library, and this uh, older white guy named Tim with a black graphic tee and receding hairline, some dark jeans and some boots came up Police to Police arrest him. Right. <laughs> if anybody needs a Tim... Um, but he came over there and immediately, like, he was really adamant about shaking our hand. And I'm, like, in my own mm-hmm. world. I'm, like, whatever. And he immediately, Natalie was a bitch. And Natalie was, like, yes, hi, nice to meet you. Because he goes, like, oh, yeah, my friend. But then he kept talking after it was clear that we didn't want to talk anymore. And he was very adamant about continuing the conversation. And then when he finally walked off, uh, he did this weird detour where he looked like he was about to go to his friend, but he walked the other way, but then his friend followed behind, and they met further down the block and started walking and talking. It was bizarre. And then I swear to God, after it, I felt my hand tangling. That was probably psychological, but not the last. I was like, we almost got to get that. Yeah, no. See, See I, I thought we were 12. 
Probably so. <laughs> I don't know if I should be offended. But he thought, I'm pretty sure he thought we were like, well. I'm weak. That's no. I, I don't play with people in the streets talking to me and stuff like that. I've learned my lessons from taking the red line in Chicago, first of all. Oh, okay. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. And I'm going to look at you and I want you to know that I see you looking at me and I'm looking back at you. How about that? Now, go on somewhere else. Mess with somebody else. Be I don't, cause I got I got robbed on the train, so oh, I yeah. learned my lesson. Okay, <laughs> you can't be friendly to people. I was trying to be nice. I was like, oh, da, da. yeah, no. All that went out the window. Out the window. After that, people calls me. I'll be like, bitch. <laughs> I'm giving bitch. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I'm gonna get. Just it. leave me alone. But yeah, that's good. I'm glad that you got to go to New York. I'm going to New York. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm excited for you. I can't wait. I'm living vicariously through you and all the traveling. That's so good. Oh, this will be the last of it for a while. Yeah. You got to take a lot of pictures and videos. I'm going to forget it. (laughs) This is is why I'm the world's worst influencer. Because number one, I'm sensitive as hell. And then number two, because I don't need taking pictures and videos like I should. Yeah. You got to have somebody there to be like, okay, I got to take a picture. Yeah, seriously though. But I'll be Because you'll take take anybody else's. Yes. I'll take anybody else's picture. You're the person that takes pictures of other people. I am. Before, I used to carry around this Polaroid. Mm -hmm. And I would obsessively carry it around. Mm-hmm. Um, all of my ex-boyfriends, their their friends would be like, oh, did you bring your camera? Like, did you bring your camera? Because I would just be going around taking You were pictures. doing that when I first met you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, you were definitely carrying it. You took it everywhere. You always. I think I have a picture that you took of us. Yeah. Like me and Marcus on the boat. Yeah. I love you got to get back to that. I just like, I do. I gotta, I just got to get back to me. That's it. But that's it, yeah. And you going to get there. I'm going to get there. Okay, well, we're going to go into the fill-in-the-blank segment. Mm-hmm. So, today, we're talking about being a dreamer. We're talking about our dreams as children. And we're talking about how that did or did not carry over into our <laughs> adult lives. Like, who crushed your dreams? Who killed them? Um, and how we can be dreamers again. So... Fill in the blank. Mm. My dreams died when blank. My dreams died when someone else's expectation of me was put onto me. Ooh. When at a time that I couldn't protect myself. Mm. When I was a child. Yeah, so what about you? Your dreams died when my dreams died when somebody told me my dreams were too big. Oh, wow. Because I've always been so creative. Yeah. And I've always had so many ideas. And it was just discouraged for me to do so many things. Wow. So I think that's when it got kind of like... Do you think if no one ever actually did that, do you think you would have gone on to do every single thing that you wanted to do? I don't... I don't necessarily think that, but I think that I would have been less fearless. Mm, I like that. Like, I wouldn't have been so, um, I wouldn't be as cautious as I am now because I wasn't always so um, strategic in the way that I do things. Like, always thinking about, like, okay, this is the worst absolute thing that can happen. Like, I think that I used to just kind of, like, dive headfirst into stuff and then think about that other stuff later. So I think I would have been more like that. Okay. So what do you think for yours? What happened that made your dreams die? I mean, it was definitely being raised by good old Kim. Mm -hmm. She was such a strict person that she didn't give me the room to really explore the things that I wanted to explore. On top of the fact that just, like, circumstances, like, we didn't have the money to Mm -hmm. do certain things. Like, I wanted to do everything, really. I wanted to do anything in the arts. Mm -hmm. So instead, I did everything that was free, Mm -hmm. which was everything at our church, but even that's within a box because... It's at our church. Yeah. Um, but even at our church, I was in the uh, drama ministry. I was in the dance ministry. I was in the uh, I was in the chorus. I was in what else? I was doing a bunch all of the stuff, artsy stuff. All of the artsy stuff. Yeah. And those were all the things that I wanted to kind of dive into. And then on top of the fact that I was doing um, uh, marching band, orchestra, like I was doing all of that. Mm-hmm. 
and I wanted to go on to continue to do that, but then people were telling me like, well, you're not gonna make money on that. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna like, do you know how rare that is? Or like, are you good enough? Or like, placing their doubts into you. Probably something that somebody once told them. On a and, child though. Yeah, and it, it's a dream killer because yeah. you start, like your heart is so pure at that age that you're not thinking about all that stuff. You're just thinking about what you love to do and you wanna do what you enjoy. And they're placing life's burdens upon you before it's really even called for. Yeah. Like, it's not even necessary to be thinking about those things when you're a child because you should have people around you that are like, oh, like, let's lift you up in this. Let's figure out how we can, you know, get you in different places to be able to explore that more. And, like, that's, that's what I want for my kids. And that's what I've always said. I'm going to allow my children to lead as far as their interests in life. Yeah. And then whatever that is, if I have the means, I'm going to give them as, as much exposure to that as possible so they can figure it out while they're underneath my wing. Yeah. And I can help them handle disappointments or, like, expectations of life. Because, like, why limit your child like that? Like, if they... I can I can understand like getting your child to see the world realistically, but mm -hmm. who's to say that that's not realistic? Yeah. So it, the more of, more of the focus should be on let me help my child deal with the ups and downs of disappointments exactly. and successes and failures. Yes, and then to stop to stop instilling this idea that if you do something creative or you do something you're passionate about, you can't make money. Like I feel like the way that people talk about it is like if you go the route of passion then money is not involved in that route like you have to go a route of doing something that you're not as interested in or something that's a little more like stifling in order for you to make money like no wonder a lot of people are now in their adult years miserable yeah doing whatever they, i mean i'm miserable doing whatever i'm doing it's us and i'm just like you know i mean who knows where my life could have gone i mean i guess it no, but like even still like who knows but let's also talk about the fact that like they put this expectation of like what do you want to be when you grow up mm -hmm. and then it's this one thing and that's it yep as if like that figures everything out and that was my issue like I had so many things that I was interested in and I think that that kind of intimidated people about me like made people feel like oh she can't like how is she going to be successful if she has all of these interests it's like the saying like um jack of all trades master yeah. of none yeah. like just that saying is so draining for somebody that's a creative and they have so many visions in their mind of things that they could do and people are telling you that like oh no like in order for you to to do good at something you have to like just be a master of one thing okay. like one and not even placing more of the expectation. I feel like a better thing to say to someone is like, what's gonna be your gateway? Yes. So you can get into the other I things. Like I do understand that you do have to kind of like master something in order for you to be able to mm -hmm. move forward and have the opportunity to do more. But people say it like, you have to pick one. Just pick one. Yeah. And then that's it. That question also makes me think <laughs> about like teaching teaching children that like there's steps to get to where you need to go and it's okay for you to be in like transitionary periods before you can finally get there because yes. I think in my mind it's like if this isn't gonna happen now like it's just not gonna happen mm -hmm. forgetting that there's like zero through 100 steps to get to that point exactly and it's okay to just be in a temporary thing yeah. to get there yeah and like a growing period a growing where period. it's like the sermon series that I like from um, Pastor Mike Top, Planted Not Buried, mm -hmm. that got me through my transition, <laughs> my transition period. I felt like I was, like, I knew what I, the potential that I had in me, but it just hadn't come to growth yet. Like, yeah. it wasn't visible just yet. It's, it's the roots, it's beneath the surface. Like, you're planted, yeah. but that, like, just because you're under, that doesn't mean that it's done. Like, I think that's when a lot of people's dreams die, too, when they lose that motivation, that momentum. Mm -hmm. They're like, you know what? It's just not going to happen. So what was the dream that you can vividly remember giving up on? Um, really all of the creative things that I wanted to do. Um, when someone asked me when I was a kid, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
I used to say I wanted to be a pediatrician. Oh. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to be around children. I loved kids. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to help in some form where possible. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that I struggled in school with my academics, but not because I wasn't a smart kid, but because of just like life and I struggled with balancing both. I mean, I still struggle with balancing both. Yeah. Um, except now instead of academics, it's like my work. Mm -hmm. um, but then I lowered it down to, okay, I can't be a pediatrician. Maybe I should be a, um, what, what did I say? A physician's assistant. Okay. And I was like, I'll do that. And then my mom was like, well, why don't you just like, switch your majors. When I got to college, I definitely wanted to be a psychologist, mm -hmm. hands down, and then she said, why don't you just make it biology, because that's something that you can actually make money in. And mm -hmm. I was like, but I want to do psychology. She's like, no, just switch it. You'll thank me later. Mm -hmm. And then two years later, I switched it to psychology, and then she freaked out. She's like, you don't know what you want to do with your life. <laughs> um, I wish I had just gone with that the first one. Anyways, anyways, listening to other people sometimes gets me in trouble. When I know what I know. What yeah. I know. Yeah. I think that people, it, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because yeah. it's like they want the best for you, but sometimes they think the best is just the safe route. Yeah. The best is not what's the most fulfilling. Yeah. You know, they're thinking about like, oh, we want you to have money and be stable. and But all those things can come. And I feel like even more so it's going to come. Like I always say that, if you do what you're passionate about and you do what you love, you're gonna there's a top dog in every in every single field. Yeah. Every single field has somebody at the top yeah. that makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So if you do what drives you to push forward to that point, mm -hmm. you can be the top dog in that industry. Yeah. If you do what you love to do. Versus you just making like a decent amount of money doing something that you absolutely dread and hate. Like you have no willpower to push forward, to grow, to be better in that field. Agreed. Yeah. I have no interest in growing in where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But then also, like, not everyone holds the same values of life. Like, I'm not a very money-driven person. Mm hmm I just want to be okay. Yeah. I know that sounds wild to some people, but I'm really not money-driven at all. Before I went on the show, and they were asking me, well, what kind of guy do you, what kind of finances do you want him to make? And at the time, I only made 45, and I was like, well, I just want him to make, like, 50 or more. Mm -hmm. Like, just somewhere, like, around where I can yeah. make, like, take care of himself. Mm -hmm. And they were like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> they thought that was kind of alarming. Yeah, but even my parents always found that weird about me, because I used to say that I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. if I could, and, like, take care of my kids up until, like, they're five, and they can go to school. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll get back into whatever I wanted to get, and they thought that was Right. Yeah. They were like, don't say things like that, Ayana. Like, I was saying the worst thing in the world. I think that's such a beautiful job to have. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's a, a hard job. job. To have. <laughs> what? It's a hard job. If have. anything, that's probably one of the hardest things that I you could do to give up your life, give up some, like, some of the interests that you have to, to lift up your child. You know, a lot of people are showing me another way to do it, though. So I've seen I've seen a lot of stay-at-home moms where they have their own interests and they kind of take that time to just dive into those while they also have that's true. their kids. That's true. And I didn't. I guess I never considered that an option too. But like, I mean, if if I had kids right now or something, I could dive into this with ease. Mm -hmm. That's very true. But that's I think a that that's yeah, that is a privilege. I feel like for me, when I was growing up. I really wanted to be a writer mm. and then I wanted to be a dancer okay. and then I wanted to be um, the most recent dream that I had that got crushed was just basically by my own standards so I really wanted to be um, a model like after I finished college I wanted to model really really bad yeah I crushed my own dream though because I was like I can't live in New York. I went to visit New York. I hated it's there. A lot. I hated it's there. It's an overwhelming city. And I was like, I can't, like, I don't want this for myself. I can't see myself living here. I can't see myself traveling. Like, I'm a roots person. I want to, like, root myself somewhere. And so that made me shift my entire perspective of, like, what I wanted to do with modeling. Mm -hmm. 
And I knew I couldn't model in Chicago because I do not like the Chicago modeling scene. And what? No? No. Do you want to talk about it? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's not what I want. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe I'm going for. If I was to do like real like modeling, mm -hmm. I just want more like high fashion. I mean, I can't see you doing anything other yes. than that. You're a high-fashion kind of gal. Are you serious? So that's what I would want to do, and that's just not what it's getting here. Yeah. So I just, I think it made me shift my perspective because um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was going to start my business. Yes. You didn't tell me about that. Yeah, so I was going to start. So my modeling team in college was called Exalt Modeling Truth. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to start my business which was going to be called exalt me and then the me stands for model to, to empower and so like the program and i mean i'm not talking about it in past tense like it'll never happen because i still see that like as something i would do mm -hmm. but like um basically the program is going to be centered around young girls like high school girls and helping them like using modeling as a tool for them to like grow in self-esteem and confidence well, it sounds like I need to. <laughs> You're like, do it for me. I did. Yeah, and I mean, that's part of why I went back to school to get my counseling degree. Because yeah. I want the program to be kind of like all-encompassing. And So I've never, the the idea was never to use this degree in a traditional way. Okay. I'm just not a very traditional 9 to really? 5 girl. No. Okay. So the whole idea was to to get the counseling degree, get background in working with students and being able to learn like some of the needs that they have in the in order to get to college and how to help them to shift their self-esteem and their self-perception and all needed. that stuff and then pour it into that program. It's needed. Yeah. It's, it's definitely needed. It, I think that it's a like it's kind of like an untapped market. Like I agree. People definitely focus on mentoring programs mm -hmm. but in terms of mentoring to the point of counseling help like kind of like coaching them to have self-esteem and being able to like grow in confidence I don't think that we we don't have, have that. that that's not that's not a thing no and we need it because I just think about how lost I was like every day that I'm at work within high schoolers just today I was sitting there and I called Marcus when I went on my lunch break I was like I'm so happy I'm not in high school anymore I don't miss it it's the worst time it literally of is life the worst time. I agree it's the worst time of life I agree because just think about your brain function at that time focuses on peer relationships the most important thing to you is peer relationships when you're in that early adolescent And everyone's trying to figure it out. Everyone's a hot mess. Yes, and they don't, and that's the reason why you don't have good connections with parents because they don't care about yeah. their connection with mom and dad. They don't care. They really don't care about, like, me trying to talk to them either. Yeah. But I felt like it was a good angle to try to go in with me being younger mm -hmm. to to connect with them to be like you know I'm not too far from where you are right now like yeah. I know things are different but like I can still relate to you plus I just feel like you're fairly relatable anyway so I try. like I try to I like mean, if I was a kid I'd be like oh you're cool yeah <laughs> I want to talk to you you're cool that's what I try to do like but I also don't push it like I see a lot of people you're not supposed to don't push it I don't like and I'm just not that type of person anyways like I'm not gonna push no type of friendship or relationship with anybody like it's either we're gonna naturally come together or not at all like yeah. Yeah. that's gonna be kind of it so I'll be friendly mm -hmm. and hope that like you know I'll speak and hope that my spirit is welcoming enough to you yeah but like if you don't gravitate towards me I'm not gonna pull you like it's crazy though because with teenagers the less you try I won't say the less you try but if you're not like trying so hard they actually gravitate toward that more they love that they love that they love it they they don't want the people that are just like yeah they don't want that no. trying too hard to like get along just to get along like they, they want to know that. you care about them for mm -hmm. sure but then they give them the space yes and the autonomy yes that's what they really crave because they're young adults they want to be treated almost like like adults like because they're people yeah like people and i think that's where i relate to them on because i'm not like you know 
further out where I like I have kids that are their age yeah. and stuff like that where I'm just like you need to like yeah. I'm not I'm be like look I ain't gonna I ain't gonna um hold you <laughs> you kind of tweaking right now um I don't really care but these are the rules this is why it's important for you to follow rules because in life mm-hmm. rules are gonna happen mm-hmm. so I'm gonna be chill on you right now but like somebody else might get you so you probably shouldn't do that no more mm-hmm. like I'm that person at the school so yeah. I try to be like that but then if people really push my buttons I'm like okay look. see now you're trying me <laughs> now you're making me have to do my job now I'm about to have to write I'm you about up I'm about to have to write you up and I hate that I hate when I have to do that but but yeah so all that to say um I think that I've kind of found my way into a little bit of what I oh the other dream that died. Oh, that, that I don't know how I forgot that. What was the other dream? It's related to kind of like what we're doing now, oh. which is so crazy. So, when I was in college, my major was broadcast journalism. Oh yeah. So I wanted to be a talk show host. Oh, look at that! <laughs> that was my dream. Is like this your gateway. <laughs> it it might be. I mean, I hope, but I feel like um, I let that dream die because I realized the things that I would have had to go through to get there. So I didn't want to be a newscaster. I, when I was in school and they had me doing the, that news stuff, I was like, boring, right? it was so boring for me. <laughs> it was so draining for me. I just could not yeah. do it. Because you're talking about relationships. And yes. I'm not a facts-based person. Like, yeah. I, I like opinions. I, I live in the gray area. Yeah. Like, I don't like the black and white. Yeah. And, the, and news just felt so cold. And so, like... I think that once I started getting up every day, because they w- we would have to get up and be like real news reporters at my school. So like we had shifts. What were you reporting on? I would have to come into the into the station and I would have to research about things that are going on, call them up like, hey, can oh. we do a, a news story? We'll be there at this time. And I'd have to go there with my photog. So that's like the person who does the, yeah. uh, the video work. And we would go there and I would have to do interviews and then I'd have to do a stand, like a, um, I can't remember the terminology, but like at the end, like, yeah. you know, for, for TV10 News, this is Kayla Scott. Like, I had to do that. And it was just draining. I used to make Snapchat videos on the way there every morning. I'm like, y'all, I don't got much left in me. I don't know how many more times we're going to be doing these videos, but I'm going to bet you it's not going to be a lot. And after that, I switched my major. Yeah, I switched my major to public relations because I was like, okay, I just need to get out of here. I just need to graduate. And I don't know. And that's when I started doing my YouTube channel. Okay. So I had the YouTube channel and then I also had the... um, Is that YouTube channel still up? It is. What's the name of it? What's the name of it? If y'all find it, y'all find it. (laughs) I commented back. So I was calling it Bouquet, the talk show. But I was spelling bouquet like B-O-U-K-A-Y, like a bouquet of flowers, but like bouquet. And then I would write on my blog, like I would write blogs. You had a blog? Yes, I had a blog. That's really my true passion is writing, but nobody likes to read anything anymore. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I have to go to other forms of media because y'all not going to, I'm not about to waste my time and write all this. Y'all not going to read it. Yeah. I like all of those dreams kind of died. I I was still doing my YouTube channel when I graduated from college, but then, like, life started happening, and I was like, dang, like, I need to make money. (laughs) True words were never spoken. I need to make some money, and uh, that's not happening here. Like, this is all fun and games for me to make these little YouTube videos, and I'm sitting in Final Cut Pro editing them and having fun, but, like, where's the money at? y'all watching these videos but where's my coin (laughs) so it was just all of that kind of just made me die off from those things and I feel like I got to a phase in my life right before we connected Mm -hmm. and this started I was in counseling and I was just talking about how like utterly depressed I was doing the nine to five life and just working and not Oh my gosh. And so I, I realized like today actually, um, I was with my site supervisor and we were talking with someone and she was talking about like 
being a creative person how like nine to five stifles you like it's just not made for you if you're such a creative person and it was kind of like my aha moment I was like yeah I can't do this like I'm I'm too my mind is going too many places Mm -hmm. for me to be in this in this type of space and just like like I'm just not that type of it's it's, it really is stifling it is and so it's draining and that's kind of the conversation I was having with my counselor I was just telling her how unhappy I was with the place I was at in my life and I realized like at every phase in my life besides that point I was doing something creative yeah up until then and she was like so I, I wrote in my journal like I did this whole journaling session after and it was like my light bulb came on and I was like yeah no like I have to do something so that's when I, I decided I was like I'm gonna start this podcast like I had that that in mind for starting the podcast was in my mind for maybe about a year Wow. and I didn't do it because of the fear that people instill in you yeah. and then the worries of like well I'm gonna do all of this and then for what like where's the money gonna come yeah. from it like and I was like, I can't worry about that. Like, I just have to go for it. And I have to trust that, like, if God is placing this on me, that, like, this is something that I should be doing. That is something, like, I I, I just always felt like my life is not my own. Mm-hmm. Like, the stories that I have to share are to help to heal people. Oh, like, yeah. I've always felt oh, called yeah. to that. Same. And so I knew that I was going to start the podcast. And then, like, for us to come together and to like know that we had the same vision in mind, it was just like, ah, like this is so great. Like I get to do this with one of my closest friends. Like, how awesome! Like, I just love it. Yeah. I think this might be one of the first times where I I dream something and it's coming into fruition. Really? Mm-hmm. So talk about that. Like, what what was the dream of podcasting? Like, how did it start for you? Well, it's just I've also always taken the stance of, like, there's no way I'm going through all of this stuff for just me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it even more when I worked in that residential center or when I worked in in-home therapy. And these kids, like, they needed to know, like, I experienced exactly what you, not exactly, because they've been through, yeah. <laughs> but I experienced similar things that you experienced, and I came out okay. But you just have to, like, give yourself the exposure. You have to see what's out there for you and, mm-hmm. and dream bigger. And I think that's the thing about life. Life can be life itself can just be stifling and can kill your dreams. Yeah. And it's happened so much for me that I won't allow myself to dream a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Or if I do, like, I'll get in the mode of, like, planning and stuff. And then I lose motivation very quickly. And it's hard for me to push through that. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the first times where I'm not doing it by myself. And so, and those times where I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. Like, I don't have that choice. And it's almost like accountability. Yeah. Um, So I feel blessed to have you and to have our team because I don't think I would have quit at least like two episodes. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Y'all think I'm playing. Like, I'm already getting to put on your own time. I know. And that's how, but you know, that accountability, because me and you are similar similar <laughs> similar oh god we're the same in that because <laughs> we're the same in that because i'm like that and that's kind of how my youtube has died off i was actually just on my youtube channel the other day mm-hmm. and the last video i posted i talked about the first job that i quit post uh graduation oh wow i quit my first job post graduation <laughs> and then somebody commented like a few months ago i was like Wow, she must have. I really hope she's doing okay. She must be doing really great in that job. <laughs> and I just think about the fact like, I actually was getting a little bit of a following. Like, people were tuning in and they were commenting. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, I it's pieced bad. out. Like, I just pieced out. But I feel like with this podcast, like, even in the times that we all might have difficulties, we don't have the ability to do yeah. that because we're all like it's a full team and everybody's like okay we gotta go okay we gotta do their part now yeah i um i've been saying for for since the beginning of this year i think that i was going to do a youtube channel Mm -hmm. and i expected to do that of course with jared Mm -hmm. but i was like okay well maybe i can just do it by myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And let me tell y'all, Ayana has been recording footage for a very long time now. Like, she'd be like, okay, this is for the YouTube channel. And she recorded. And look, and now, like, I just, I'll be sitting in my very, de- oh, it's not a depressing apartment, but am I, am, in my depressing apartment, in my depressing apartment with my mattress on the floor, and I'm looking around, it's like clothes and bags and shit, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, it's so really funny. Look at Asia finally making her debut. Yeah. I love that for you. Everybody say, bless you, Asia. <laughs> Look, then people will come and bless you, bless you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm also trying to find the balance between like Ayana, shut up and just get up and do it, and then like giving myself the grace of like Ayana, you're going through a lot right now. It's okay. I think that you are going through a lot right now. Yeah. Which does make it okay, but then on the other side, I do think that you kind of throwing yourself into something creative and mm-hmm. something that you've been desiring. Yeah. Can like fill you up in another way you know where that gets like difficult it's like even though i want to do that this something like a youtube channel comes with so much because they'll that'll be another platform for people to like continue commenting on Mm -hmm. that'll be something else for people to get criticism on because like i'm giving more of myself Mm -hmm. and i think right now because like that's all that i have i'm giving so much of me personally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm everything just feels like a hassle yeah and that's understandable because I know how you are as a person and like that's not even really like how you are that you want to just like share your entire life with yeah. people yeah and then but I think that it wouldn't be such a bad thing if people weren't so negative like yeah. I think that it becomes so heavy when people like it, it's kind of very similar to like the dreams things when people just start like placing their own expectations and burdens onto you as a person it's like well dang like I'm doing the best that I can do and I'm doing what I feel like is best for me mm-hmm. so y'all hear that shut up okay I'm sorry because the people just be making me mad I, I just can't believe how rude it's because now you get to see it because I turned off all the comments on my other posts but now they go straight to the fill in the blank posts to comment and now you get to see that I be really trying not to go off but it's hard like I did go in the other day because you did go in I was in New York and I was like ooh <laughs> Oh, I couldn't hold that one in. I said, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> Whoever the last comment is, you about to get it. <laughs> and I just had, I had to go in because I, I don't think, but it's stuff like that. Like this, this still kind of relates to our topic because what other people are doing is stifling dreams that you could put into action yeah. because of the fear of the, the expectation and the burdens that other people are projecting onto you. Yeah. And that's what's so, that's kind of the messed up thing about it. It's like, you want to be open in a positive way to share your life with others, but really people do. aren't giving it, people not reciprocating that I energy. I really do. It's like, I, cause I, I've also gotten messages where people are like, oh my God, I went through something similar or I'm going through something like you're going through. Um, and because of that, like I want to, I just want to share because I want to be able to help whoever else might be going through something similar that I am. But it bless okay, you, bless you, Marcus. <laughs> it's just like I think at this point I put up a wall where I'm like, do I really want to do that? Like, do I really want to let people in anymore? I think at this point, like I'm just, I'm just tired. I think that number one, if you have that on your heart to share with people you have to remember it's going to be for who it's for and it's not going to it's not going to be for everybody you know so there are going to be people that have things to say but I think also as time goes on especially because like all this love is this love is blind chapter is about to come to a close I think that it's going to start to filter out and I'm really hopeful for you that you'll have a more positive like just environment around you in terms of social media like because there are so many people like even though there are those negative comments like there are are so many positive comments and there are people that be going to bat for you in the comments the wild part is is like i know the people who are similar to me the people like me aren't 
going to feel compelled to do something like comment it's right like, because we don't do stuff like exactly that. it's like i can have an opinion but i don't feel the need to like put sure. that underneath someone's mm-hmm. page maybe like talk to a friend about it yeah but like like normal people like normal people <laughs> but not like go directly to this person page to like comment all of this stuff mm-hmm. it's crazy because a lot of people some of the people who comment i'll click and i'm like you don't even follow me there there are people have come there that say I've never even seen the show before. So <laughs> this, look, this is that that uh, New York meme from Flavor of Love when she's sitting in the bed and she's like, she just like that's how I felt reading the comments. I was sitting there like, mm. so you've never seen the show before. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're just here, just to, just to like, and that's the thing about social media. That's kind of like, but that's the thing about any profession. Yeah, that's true. There's gonna be like good and bad sides mm-hmm. to it yeah so it and i think it's just a little bit more like of a weight because it's people's opinions but just think about like you could be in an office with people that have negative energy in every that's single day because it's like at the end of the day i get to go home that's true you can't relax right can't that social it. media is and always it's there constant. it's constant people think it's like oh it's just one comment or two no it's constantly all goddamn day that's true the emails the emails yes the emails okay the messages, y'all need to get a life seriously emails it's everything and it's constantly I could be in the middle of like finally getting together where I'm like I gotta get up out of the bed do something something and then I get a notification somebody sent you an email <laughs> and I'm thinking oh is it a brand partnership no just somebody what? telling me their unwarranted opinions it's literally got it. literally it's just constant but you know what the thing that gives me a, a sliver of hope is like at the this will all be over within a couple of months people won't care about the freaking show anymore people who only follow me because of the show i mean all of everyone did but people who didn't follow <laughs> everyone did but the the people who only care about the drama from the show are going to unfollow and i know that and they're going to move on because then there's going to be a new season and it's going to be exactly. new people for them to have exactly <laughs> and i'm ready for to actually put out stuff out there for the people who actually want to see and i think that, that yes and, and i think that's time i'm going to come for. That's what I'm like really holding out for. And I'm like, Ayanna, you just got to make it to that point. Don't quit. Just make it to that point where you get to actually see your true audience. And I'm just ready for that shedding period to start. It's already started. It's starting. I lost two cake followers and strangely enough, I got a little happy about it. Yeah. And I was like, it's starting. Because those aren't the people you want there anyway. Exactly. Those aren't the people that I want. You want genuine followership. Thank you. I want a relationship with my followers. And I can't do that when I know that there are snakes. I know. <laughs> I feel it. You know, I definitely feel it. I want that for you, and I'm like that's why I try to encourage you to stay the course because I know how much you have to give, and like I think that just in relationships, I've noticed with people that I can be like the visionary person. Like I could be people's eye when they don't have it. You absolutely and. I, I see for you like so much that is going to be possible, and how big that you can be individually where our podcast can grow to just everything like and I just know how much you have to offer so I'm like I know it's hard I know it sucks and I know that like so many people can't even understand what you're going through but like the future like what's in store for you like and I think with almost any point in time like I was just telling you earlier when you're about to grow and you're about to level up Mm -hmm. That's when, like, the devil's going to try you the hardest. Because you're getting closer to, yeah, you're getting closer to achieving purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's not what the enemy wants. He's like, okay, let me. <laughs> Is that you fall asleep over there, Erica? <laughs> I'm literally up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I think that it, it's almost like a block, like, trying to push you off your square. Yeah. And I know that that's happened to me in the past when it's come to my dreams and things I wanted to do. Like, I've let the enemy push me off my square and tell me that I'm not called for the things that I know that I'm made for. And so I know for you, like that, that is part of the reason why like we were brought together. So I can like be that optimistic force for you when you're like, 
I'm I'm done. I ain't doing this. And I'd be like, no, Ayana, it's going to be okay. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've said within this week, I just need to finish out whatever contracts I got with whatever brands I got and just close it out and just delete everything. Mm-hmm. Read all that shit. Honestly. But look, I feel like it, it's it's coming to the to a head right it's now. It's coming to a head. It's coming to a head. Like, after this period, just think about, like, it's not going to get worse. People yeah. are going to leave, and they're going to go about their business, and then you can even gain more. Like, it's going to create space for more people that are like you, that resonate with you to come yeah. and to be a part and of that's what I want. I want. I want, God, I just, I love the people who, like, comments of, like, oh, my God, I never thought I would see someone like me on TV. Bitch, because we don't go on TV. Right. <laughs> We're not the people that would typically apply for these I'm not dumb ass. <laughs> but, like, those are the reason people, for that. Those are the people that I push through for. And I'm like, you know what? If I can help anybody, I'm going to do it. Yeah. You got it, but damn. I know. You got it, and you go. I'm going to be there to to hold you down and carry you through because we we got things to do ma'am we got P-O-P. Drink. P-O-P. Hold me down. <laughs> we got dreams to achieve so yeah. i think that this is a good conversation wow. anything you want to add how do i revive my dreams oh that's a good question i almost want to say that revival comes in the dark like I would have never gotten to this point to even have the courage to speak out of my mouth that I was going to do a podcast and then speak those words to you for us to be in this position mm-hmm. if I didn't hit rock bottom Yeah. like me being in that dark place and me hitting rock bottom was literally what revived my dreams and I feel like you have to sometimes allow yourself to hit that that space so that you can grow from it and know that the things that are built up in you in that space is what is going to be useful when you're going into your dream next. My um, bishop used to say that a lot of the times passion is born out of pain. Yep. And I can I can say that that's definitely true for some other aspects of my life, and I don't see why that wouldn't be true here too. Mm-hmm. And, and while I'm in it, though, I don't see nothing but black. Just like, typed me. Like, I'm going through it, y'all. But I, I see what you mean, mm-hmm. and I know eventually I won't be in this anymore. You won't. It's it's a phase. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it's kind of like a call to action. Like yeah. you have two roads. You either want to stay down here, or you're gonna push it. Yeah. If you push it, then that means you're ready for what is in store for you next. If you stay in that space, then you might have a couple more cycles you need to go through. <laughs> no, no, you might not have gotten it just no. yet. It's a matter of did you learn your lesson? Did you? I learn learned my lesson. Look, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is this a lesson to learn? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I've learned my lesson. It's a growing period. You know that you're going to be able to be more creative. You're not going to like withhold your gifts. Yeah. Because you have too much to share. See y'all, I'm telling her what it is. I gotta, I, I'm giving, speaking life into my friend. Aww, she Kayla. needs it. She needs it, y'all. Say positive things to Ayana. <laughs> Everybody's, whoever leaves the best, most positive comments to Ayana. <laughs> I'm okay. We'll give you a shout out. <laughs> no, I'm okay, y'all. <laughs> I'm weak. I'm okay. But yeah, I think that was good. That was a good combo. So y'all tell us about when your dreams might have died like who killed them how did you get to a place that you feel like you're in a better space and you're able to yeah, dream again that's what i want to know tell for me personally tell yeah. me how you revived your dreams again. yeah i love that okay let's talk about we're on to the next segment we're going to talk about the fill of the week which the i have of the no clue what that's going to be you didn't watch which one you did watch it what Oh, did we? We didn't talk about the end of sweet life. We didn't talk about the end of sweet life. <laughs> what a maniac! I really wish y'all could have seen whatever the hell that they was. They did see it. Oh, go on YouTube. Hey, go on YouTube and see. Just fast forward to what actually. I wish I could give a timestamp. 
Um. Wow, that's embarrassing. Okay. Don't make me a meme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, if y'all make me a meme, I have a screenshot of Ayana that I told her. Okay, don't don't make her a meme. Don't make her a meme, please. Don't do that. My whole mind has just shifted after these last three episodes. Really? How so? Tell me, tell me, tell me. I, I take back everything that I said about Pateri. I am so sorry. See? I take it back. Wait. He's not the creepy man from, from Temptation. He's a totally... <laughs> I feel so bad. After I watched those last three episodes, I was like, Brie, Brie. I wanted to literally like go through the screen and just muff her like, Brie. Like I wanted to shake her, wake her up. So based off of just what we saw, Brie was tripping. Yes. Brie was tripping. Yes. However, I did get a weird feeling about Pateri doing that big grand gesture. I get what he was trying to do, but when, okay, I'm not going to lie. When Tyler said everything she said, I said, oh, I don't know. I so I I'm like that too because like I said I'm I live in the gray area space so yeah. I can always understand multiple Same. perspectives so I get what she was saying but but Brie was tripping she was tripping it's and like, she didn't and I don't feel like she felt like that she didn't feel that she took she was boldened by that she latched on to how they felt she was so overwhelmed because she didn't think that he would actually do something like that so yeah. then when he showed up and surprised her with the but then, see, this is where it's kind of like mixed feelings because, like, it's not like he just did that randomly. Like, he did try to call her. He did try to call her. But wait, why were they trying to talk about the fact, like, only three times? No, that's toxic. Two, how many of them? That's, that's toxic. That's toxic. If someone's reaching out to you, they're reaching out. Yep. And for you to put a limit on, like, that or a number on that, like, 16, you want a man to call you 16 times? I wouldn't want a man. It's no. perception. Yeah. I wouldn't want a man to call I wouldn't, you. I would feel like he's borderline stalker. 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 And I feel like, but that's the reason why I, I lean more towards Pateri's side because Same. I think that he was really trying to show that he was, like, he's about that action. And that's how, that's kind of how men show up anyways. Like, Agreed. they're not going to as much, not not all the time just talk with their words about stuff they're gonna be like okay you want this let me show you i can do this and, and they're just gonna do did. it and that's what he did but he he so she expressed this concern of like the outside of like us seeing each other we don't have much so of a relationship mm -hmm. so he tried to show her okay well i've already gone back you've gone back let me show you that I can be that. And that we can work this out. But she had already shut it off in her mind. But that's fear. That was. She she self-sabotaged self in that situation. Because I and I know that she did it because I remember when um she was talking about Pateri coming to Mexico. Yeah. And she was like, This is such a big moment for us. This is gonna be the moment where we can really like, you know, see if we're gonna take it to that next level. And then he set her down to have the conversation about them taking it to the next level. And she completely shut it down. And I think it's definitely fear-based. I think she's afraid yeah. of of what could be. And I think that she sees, like, a good connection and a good man in front of her. And she doesn't want to be hurt by that. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it seems like, at least from what we're seeing. I kind of get that feeling. Yeah. It's like I feel it, but at the same time, like, you just got to give it a shot. I mean, even with, the with like, me and my decision, I was like, I know this man can hurt me. Mm -hmm. But, like... It's worth the shot. It's worth the shot. Because what if you don't? Because what if you... Exactly. <laughs> so, what if you don't? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's with all good things. Like, if you're so used to bad things happening, of course you're going to feel that immediate fear. And it might not turn out the way you want it. Yeah. But even still, why not just give it a shot? You have to try. That's growing thick skin and keeping yourself hard, man. Yeah. You just got to keep it trucking. So what did you think about... Uh-oh. Becky and PJ. So I find that this is such a best friend thing where like your best friend really know what you want but you like push it against because typically I, I, from what it seems Brie at this point was so fed up with her just like pushing it off she's like girl do you want it or not yes and I think that's what I at first I was like why is she being so pushy but then after we saw literally what Brie said would happen happen mm -hmm. I was like okay I see now she was just fed up at this point of Becky like pushing this shit off yep that's exactly but, what it was I was shocked. Yeah. I said, oh. I said, oh, y'all kissing. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, this is. Ooh. Oh. This is spicy. But what about the other guy? Becky, why would she want? And you know what? I 
feel like Becky is in her savage season, and honestly, I'm here for it. For her, like I'm here for it. I want her to live her life. Like if she thinks that she got to connect, like she's not tied down to nobody. And and she honestly, what she was pushing. So like, I mean, I mean, <laughs> wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you about to talk about what? Wait, what? 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 I'm gonna say Miami. Yes, I knew it. Okay. First of all, she ran that man for film. <laughs> <laughs> and that damn see through shark. It was so bad. It was so why she talk about his titties uh she, she said, said, Oh, your titties came out more than mine. I said, Oh, no, no. I ain't gonna lie, he needed that though. Because but as soon as he, he sh- yeah, he did. I don't think Why he was he wearing that eye Okay. That's a grown man. Okay, in theory, yes, he deserved that. But in practicality, this man was on TV and she gonna read him like that. He shouldn't have came at her heart like that while he had that outfit on. He really thought he was doing something. She said something about him sitting down and at first he could That man said, said, he said, oh, okay. It reminded me of white chicks. He said, said, hold on. How can I sit? Until we had to leave. Like, I would be like Becky. I'm like, so, uh, the other girls ain't with chance. I'm like, that? Okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, they were, uh, yeah. That that whole trip was a mess. Yeah. It was a little chaotic. A little bit. Did anything something. else happen? Gerald and, uh, and Tyler made up. Oh, yeah. I feel like Tyler's going through a lot. I do. I have a lot of um, respect for Thailand. Um, some of the things that she does is not my absolute favorite, okay. but I also can see she's learning. Yes, and I know what it's like to be in that period when you have like good intentions, but it's just not coming out right. It's not. I right. do feel like she has a good heart, and I, I do think that she has good intentions. I think that just sometimes. Like, it's like that growing period where you kind of have to learn the right way to, like, filter yourself almost. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to learn, like, okay, like, I want to say this, but I'm not going to say it this way because yeah. I don't want to offend people. Yeah. I think she's learning that. She's learning balance. Yeah. And I think, I, I really did see her humanity yeah. in those last few episodes. And I was like, you know what? You're learning. Yeah. And oh. Just the fact she's growing is good enough. What? The end. The end of the ep- last episode. Where Candace came and told Thailand 
about um, her boyfriend about to propose to her. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yes. Okay, first of all, so you know how we talked, we were about to talk a bunch of crap about her boyfriend. Turns out, it's probably not him. It's the people he surrounds him. But it's still with. him. But it's still him. Because why are you that influenced by what other people have to say? But that just shows, like, so I feel like it's going to give me some flag. What? But, like, what I've noticed a lot, especially in the black community with men, is they rely a lot more on their friends who probably are also underdeveloped like they are mm-hmm. than they do outside counsel which might be the wise it's like they're not able to see like your friends don't have the healthiest outlook just like you yeah so maybe you should like look elsewhere listen to somebody else who's in a different position than exactly you. that like the point that you're talking about that you want to reach you should talk to somebody that's in that similar exactly similar, <laughs> similar, position. similar yes. position i agree i agree so yeah, I I did not like that. I didn't like that Thailand though had to like, I understand she was upset and I think this is just kind of how she deals with things. But I also felt like that could have been like a separate conversation. I, I didn't like that they had to like air it out there. I agree. And I mean, part of that is on Candace for bringing it up in that setting. But I then it's that. also like, this is television. But you so know, production was like, hey, don't, hey, go talk about whatever. This is television. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you expect? They want to get those reactions. But I felt like that was kind of cruel for them to end on that note. I know, right? So I'm ready for the reunion because I want to see like, how things resolution yeah how things have been mended since then because it just left on such a like cliffhanger yeah that it felt so it just didn't feel tied up yeah so i you know my my position on that whole situation though with thailand and her boyfriend and just and candace and her boyfriend too like they all need healing they do and i think that they all have trauma they do and they're afraid of the commitment because they're afraid of failing in marriage and so they're choosing just not to do it because both of them have already identified that they're with the women that they want to spend the rest of their lives with so what's the big deal agreed that like that's my thing i'm watching i'm like so what's the big deal if you know that this is the woman you want to spend the rest of your life with you want this woman to mother your children Mm -hmm. i mean that's i mean that's bigger than anything yeah bigger than anything if you can see someone parenting your children wouldn't you want to do it like show them a representation of what love I, in that way? Love, yeah. Like that's I, I mean, like wouldn't you want that for your children? That like if your child was in a very serious relationship, that they would like the person that they're with will want to take that next step with them. Be you know, fully committed. Be fully committed. Yeah. They, so they need healing. They do. They do. Well, I think that this was a great season season of sweet life i really it was enjoyed so it. good i'm sad it, it was so that's what Issa does that is yeah that's what she yeah, does I was releasing those three episodes at a time i was like well they yeah i was binging them i'm, I was too. I'm such a binge type of person so yeah. as soon as stuff come out if it's out i'm gonna watch it so Kim, i gotta get you to watch Game of Thrones. we well, got I, I told you what we gotta do or at least watch uh the newer show the what is it called house of dragons Oh wow, it's crazy that you knew what it, I didn't even know what the name was. I just kept calling it Game of Thrones. I just be seeing people post about House it. of Dragons, yeah, it's good. And you don't really need to know much about Game of Thrones, but it's that. helpful to know about. I just, I'm gonna just try to sit down and watch it. I'm just gonna text you. You gotta text back though. <laughs> Look, I'm not in a season uh, in my life where no. I text back <laughs> or answer phone calls. But yeah, so um, this was good. This was a good episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, as you can see, Ayana's tired. I'm tired too. We're tired. So yeah, thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Fill in the Blank. Woo. Find us on our socials at, well, our one social, Fill in the Blank underscore on Instagram. And we plan to be getting TikTok soon. Yeah. What y'all want us to do on TikTok? We oh, God. <laughs> so, Ayana, they can follow you at? No, I'm not saying my social. Just don't follow her. Don't follow. Please, okay? <laughs> I guess y'all can follow me as long as y'all are positive and have good things to say because I will clap back. <laughs> at, as told by Dot Kayla. <laughs> Watch somebody come try you just because. <laughs> and y'all gonna get blocked, okay? <laughs> Look. I don't have to keep up with no brand deal, so I will block y'all with the swiftness. I don't care about this follower count. Bye. (laughs) So, yes, thank you all for coming.